0: Welcome to the And She Did It Podcast. Come for accountability and mindset growth. Stay for the community. Hosted by three former nine to fivers turned entrepreneur dreamers, Andrea Hansen, Brittany Williams, and Candace Dudley, the founders of the Align Business Collective. To stay in the know about the opportunities we are hosting, head to the show notes to get on our mailing list. We're thrilled you're here. Let's dive in.
1: You guys, we are here. We are here in this room that so many beautiful, amazing things are going to happen in these discussions. And I also kind of picture having a guest down here once in oh, a while. for sure. But It's on our- really inviting. <laughs> right now, it's not. But you can check our social media to see what it looks like right now. While we are recording this, What I would like to hear from all of us on this very first episode is our story. And the interesting thing about our story as a group of friends is they all start separately, then they all come together in one shared experience, and then we all branched out and now we're reconvening again. So it's like this beautiful sound wave almost, but I would first love to hear the before Beachbody story, the (laughs) BBB. all about acronyms here. <laughs> so if we could each share like what we felt before jumping into our first entrepreneurial opportunity.
0: Candace here. They're <laughs> going to start to learn our voices, but uh, there was zero entrepreneurship to begin with. Uh, growing up, I lived in a household of teachers. There's just a household of nine to fivers, no one running or owning a business, let alone really thinking about even doing that. So I grew up in the sports world, education world, and there wasn't room for entrepreneurship until I was joining Andrea in her wellness community, the Beach Body piece, the MLM that we were all a part of to begin with. After having babies, I gained weight and wasn't feeling like myself, and that community kind of brought me back to life and gave me a space that I felt really seen and connected to. That was my first entrepreneurial bug was deciding to coach in that space and run my own accountability groups because it was just really soul filling to see other women like me who are postpartum or whatever that are just coming back to life and the spark in their eye. And it was just like addicting how exciting that was. And it was the first time I had the taste of, huh, the harder you work or the better ideas you have, or the better skilled you become at your job, the more you can succeed and I don't know you can you get paid and you also get paid more and that's not how teaching goes that's not how my life had ever been and so that really opened the door for my brain to be like wow there's other possibilities out here so that's my before Beach Body, I guess during Beachbody and how I got to be part of this trio I guess
2: I would say that my entrepreneurial spirit started at the age of five when I made a rock stand and sold rocks to the garbage man that came down the road and a neighbor. But anyways, that's probably my first little bite of the entrepreneurial bug. But anyways... Prior to meeting Andrea and Candace, I was just turning 30 and I had health issues. I wasn't sleeping. I really found like it was Groundhog's Day every day where nothing felt fulfilling anymore. Even though I was in this good job, it just no longer felt like it served me. It was draining. Every day was draining. I just felt like There had to be so much more. And ironically, around that time is when I met Andrea and her husband for the first time when we were out celebrating a birthday. Say,
1: This is Andrea, if you haven't learned our voice yet. I would say I got the entrepreneurial bug when... I was 14 years old. My first jobs were in the small town gift shops in downtown Red Wing. I just fell in love with all things small business. I was fascinated by it. I would dream about what it would be like to be the owner of that business that I was working in. I worked in three different shops throughout my teenage years and even into college and after college. Then I continued my career path of being a teacher Still with that dream in the back of my mind, always to someday own an actual brick and mortar store, but I didn't see it as reasonable or safe. And I didn't really have any personal experience with entrepreneurship other than working at those stores. I was honestly in love with my teaching job. I loved my kids, my coworkers. I wasn't looking for an exit plan but I was feeling lethargic and unhealthy. So I joined an accountability group and realized that I could use my love of empowering other people in the classroom is how I've been using it up until that point to encourage my peers and earn an income from it. And I'm a really, really hard worker, Enneagram 3 firstborn type A doer. So the fact that I could work harder and make more It was mind-blowing to me, so I was hooked instantly and decided to take a leap of faith into further things, but Beachbody was our connection point, and we were all in. We went on retreats together. That time in our life, let's just take a minute or two to talk about like all the good that came from that season.
0: Oh, man. It stretched my comfort zone so much in the best ways, and I can remember telling Andrea, because Andrea kind of paved the way. She was like, you're two ahead of me and that you had already been coaching. I had been doing the wellness plans in your groups and just felt like this is a hidden gem of a secret that other moms need to know. But I also was also in the same boat of saying, I have no story. I am boring. Why would anyone follow me? I'm shy. I do not post on social media. There's no way that I'm going to do this. I remember telling you what I'm just supposed to make a post, like one random post, like I'm just going to do And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's what you're going to do. So I did. And I'm so glad that I did because now looking back, you have to follow the nudges that you have because I felt so called to do that and to just be a light for other moms. Had I not done that, look at all of the doors that would never have opened or never have been brought to light that I would have never seen enough to even know that I could open them had I not taken those steps. And then my story about Brittany is we were both challengers in Andrea's group, I would say, and I just felt drawn to like her pictures and her. And so literally the most awkward thing, I was like, Andrea, I just think maybe I should start running accountability groups with Brit. We're both thinking about coaching and giving this a go. So I literally slid into Brittany's DM <laughs> and I'm like, hey, uh Can we be friends? <laughs> can we be friends? <laughs> no strings attached. You can peace out at any point. But I'm just following another nudge here. And Britt's like, well, okay. Sure. Why not? She's a seven, <laughs> so she's up for a good time. And so we did that for a while. Um, we named our little subgroup Better Brave, and that's where the name of my podcast came to be. And then our friendship just kept growing, I think, during all that. We would just find ourselves talking to each other until we had a three-way voice memo thread going through Facebook Messenger
1: that is now a daily. Thing. And it's a called minute, ABC. Minute to minute. <laughs> like, I mean, it's literally played by As play. Soon as we wake up until the minute we go to bed, constantly talking about growth, business ideas. Yes. And we've been doing this for years. Yeah. And it all started because of this amazing incubator of a business model where yeah. none of us had to carry inventory. We didn't have to do customer service. There is a bad rap out there with network marketing, but it is a beautiful gateway drug. When done the right way and when done authentically. Yes. It's a great entry level way to just see what it feels like to be a business owner. We gobbled up any trainings and information that oh, we yeah. could and empowered each other and had built a team culture. And Oh
0: yeah. I would credit you, Andrew, for that because you started the group originally and then we've made you know branches out of that to create our own communities. But you laid the foundation of what we're also trying to create within our ABC membership program is that This community is zero judgment. Any retreat we had or any in-person thing that we would go to, those were rules. There is no judgment. And we're never going to look at you when you say something like you have two heads coming out of your neck. That to me, that sacred space that was created, that's what this membership holds. And there is no dollar amount in my mind that I wouldn't give to have that space for every woman. I was going to say every woman in entrepreneurship, but every woman, if you don't have that space, like you need it. It's life-changing and life-giving to just know that I can come as I am. It was one of the only spaces that I can remember of not leaving and replaying conversations in my head because I'm overthinking like, gosh, what did I say? Was that dumb? Did I-? <laughs> I never left those spaces feeling like that. And I just think that that's just a huge deal that we're going to carry over into our membership. Agreed. Okay. So then after the Beachbody things, so so that's kind of going on in the background, but now we've all tasted entrepreneurship. And so other things start happening. And I think Andrea, you were the first one that had other things start happening. So why don't you share your story?
1: For those of you that don't know my story, I'm going to kind of go into a bit of detail just to explain the full breadth of multi-passionate entrepreneur. I had my Beachbody business, left the classroom and did that 100% 100% for that first year. I added in an online boutique a year after that. So I'm sitting at home, just working my beach body business. Side note, I actually made less that year. I think it's always important to point that out than when I was teaching full-time and running my network marketing business. I think I had too much time on my hands and I was spinning my wheels and I just thought it would all just magically flow to me. And I did not have systems set up in place with time management to like properly grow that business. We start messy and we we learn as we go. No judgment looking back on myself from that. But a year in, I had a friend approach me that had started an online boutique from her basement and said, Hey, I kind of want to grow this and kind of have a franchise, but not officially franchise. But I would love to teach you how I do what I do and you can pay me a small percentage of your profits each year as like a thank you essentially. And I was like, heck to the yes. And at this point, my husband, who is very conservative with taking risks and money and everything, he was shockingly fully on board for this because he had seen that this girl can sell stuff. So (laughs) we're going to do this. We took $10,000 of our savings and invested it in This adventure, and I ran an online clothing boutique from my basement. I did Facebook live sales, I did trunk shows at friends' houses. They would all invite their friends over and they would come shopping and eat and drink. And that's how I grew the business and just kept reinvesting money into it. About a year into that, I was like, this doesn't feel good anymore. And I really want that brick and mortar that I had dreamed about when I was a teenager. So a spot was open and I jumped at it. It wasn't in my ideal location, street, block. But I was like, I need to just start before I know how to process payroll. I don't know how to hire people. I don't know any of this stuff, but we're signing a lease. I jumped at it. That was five years ago. And we have since moved two more times. And we are finally in our dream location on Main Street. It's going really well. I have an incredible team. It's everything I dreamed of and more backing up, about two years after I opened that brick and mortar store, I felt a nudge to buy a downtown building and renovate it. So that happened in April of 2020 uh, when the world was going nuts. So I just poured myself into that construction project and became a project manager for an enormous, almost million dollar project. Not knowing a thing about project management, I cried a lot and I learned a lot, but I now have a historic downtown building with four apartments upstairs fully rented out with the retail spot that we rent out on the main floor. And someday maybe I'll do that again somewhere in life. We'll see if that happens. Two years after that, it's like every two years I have this <laughs> molting where I shed something and I evolve into this new crustacean. Like what molts? <laughs> Crabs molt, right? <laughs> I I snake? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I grow into a new version of myself. So two years after that building project, I started business coaching and absolutely loved hosting retreats again because I hadn't hosted a Beachbody retreat in a while and loved mentoring, empowering women. Now it kind of evolved into this thing, which we'll talk about later about how we're kind of coming back together as a trio of friends, trifecta friends. (laughs) So I have a lot of things going and I don't want you to listen to this and think, oh my gosh, that sounds exhausting. I don't physically work all of those businesses every single day. I delegate a lot. That is my biggest learning thing with being multi-passionate is you have to let go of the things that don't feel good anymore. Brittany is really good at reminding us of that. That is definitely her skill set and just delegating that to people who like doing it and empowering them to do so, so that you can be in your zone of genius doing the things that light you up.
0: My part from that point of being in the beach body world, running that network marketing business, I was still teaching that whole time and had three little kids, you know, toddlers and babies at home. And it was just a wild time. And I, I look back on it and thinking, I don't know how I even did that, but I got up super early. I don't do that anymore. It was just a period of time that served its purpose. As that was going on, I was following other nudges, one being to get a life coaching certification. A few years later after that, following a nudge to get a mindfulness and meditation coaching certification. Not really knowing for sure why or what they're for, especially that meditation one. That one kind of threw me for a loop, but I just felt called to do it. Loved it. Gobbled that course right up. During the Beachbody era too, my podcast was born. That's on year three and that feels like my baby. Like one of the things I'm most proud of and the message that that spreads and the incredible people I've gotten to meet through having guests and things on there. At some point, I decided to leave the classroom and I'm two years out at this point. During those first two years, birthed a business called Willow and Wren. With the help of these two, we set it up in about 24 hours. And I had invested, not like Andrea thousands, but I did invest a few hundreds to get some inventory. And that's crystal bracelets. And now those are in 10 or so retail stores. And I guess before that, that's when I started to think, hey, I think I could coach women just on my own. I don't know if I need to be under this network marketing umbrella anymore. You know, things shift and you grow and things fall out of alignment. And so I made the choice to start my own coaching business during the midst of all that before leaving the classroom even, which I did find tricky because I would have to have all those calls with the ladies that I was working with in the evenings after I had been teaching all day. And so I just knew that I needed more space to really give that a go. And so that was one of the pieces of leaving the classroom, but really leaving the classroom was for my family and just felt like time was fleeting from being with my kids and just feeling like life was rushing and I didn't want that anymore. So that decision has created me the space to pursue these other things. I've also then created digital products, meditations that people can download, different stuff like that. I've created a journal that I figured out on my own through some Google and a friend, how to get it out onto Amazon. So that's fun. That's in a few of the stores that also carries my bracelets. So there's just all these different little things that are kind of building and growing. And I just have been trying to lean into what feels right and aligned. At one point in there, furniture flipping was a thing (laughs) that I did, but no longer does that feel aligned just trying for me to trust the ebb and flow of energy and when you need to be productive and hustle and when it's time to rest and just trusting that abundance will be there when you are living in that kind of alignment of doing the things that light you up so i guess through all that my message would be don't be afraid to change your mind the shift from one idea to the next because i felt like i couldn't do that or it meant i was failing at something or it meant that never going to be successful because you're jumping from one thing to the next but i just think that that's just not true and it's just a false message that society puts on us so that kind of brings me to this point
2: For me, with having the accountability group, it really gave me the space to once feel like I wasn't trying to fit the square peg in a round hole. My entire life, I've been multi-passionate and creative and all the things, but always felt like I was trying to fit what society or what I felt like society and other people wanted for me, which was to climb the corporate ladder and to have the good job and the 401k and things like that. So a lot of times when things came up, I would just brush them aside and try to move on and like stay focused on like climbing the corporate ladder. Essentially, this gave me the space to be brave and to take the leap of faith into different avenues that I had thought about, but didn't have the resources or the bravery to do so essentially. I have always been fascinated by the real estate market. So my first step into that was buying a $200 camera that I hung out at Walmart on a Black Friday to get, and I taught myself real estate photography. So I started there. And then a few years after that, I approached a realtor who had a team in the town that I live in and asked her if she needed admin support for her office because her team was growing and my background is in human resources and administration. So definitely see that there is a hole in places as well as if you are running a business, you know the admin tasks are usually the last thing you want to do. Like you want to be doing the things that are bringing you in money and not things that like suck up your time because you can't be out there building your clientele. And those are the things that I kind of I like to do. I like to be behind the scenes. With that, I then have moved on and I do have my real estate license. So then from the transaction coordinating, I also went into essentially what's called virtual assisting. Any skill you have, you pretty much could sell that as a virtual assisting service. I like to design digital products. I really find it fun to figure out how to make something more efficient because nobody loves tedious tasks. And so that's something I really like to do and help people with. Through all of those different avenues, I have since left my nine to five, which was in human resources. I was just shy of 16 years, but it finally gave me the courage to move out of that space that was no longer serving me. How I knew that job was no longer for me is because that position that I spent so long, like hoping would be mine someday, it actually came available and it was a full body, hell no, I'm not applying. And uh, didn't apply. People were a little bit shocked. <laughs> Some were not. Some knew that that everything had kind of changed for me. But shortly after that position opened, I just knew it was time to move on. I think knowing that that decision in that position that I had been waiting for so long was such a no that it was just, let's see what's going to happen. And so I left my 9 to 5. And that was, I think we're coming up on 11 months. that kind of brings us here.
1: Listening to all of these stories, the underlying theme is that you follow the nudge. We all followed that initial nudge to join an accountability group and look at the domino effect that has happened since then. That first domino to fall, I guess since I started my own team and accountability groups and then these joined, that was June of 2015. I mean, that's almost a decade of ripples that have happened since then. Honestly, I think, All three of us have collectively impacted hundreds of women's lives through our groups, through just natural conversations and connections of, we all know what's possible if you follow those nudges and take freaking leaps of faith. And I know that the women listening to this podcast right now, there's something rumbling inside your heart, and I just encourage you to follow it, even if you don't know how. I heard from a friend this week that the how is none of your business. You just follow that lead. You can call it your spirit team. You can call it the Holy Spirit. You can call it God. You can call it the universe, but there is something bigger than us. And all three of us believe this. We just call it by different names. There is something bigger than us that is wanting to see us succeed and puts these desires in our hearts for a reason because they need to be given to the world. This is a service, this life, this collaboration of the three of us. This is us giving the world the gifts that we have just like bubbling inside of us that we want to empower all of you with.
2: Oh, that was my
1: soapbox. (laughs)
0: This is a good time, I think, to give them an inside scoop of the conversations that happened and how did we finally see this? Because I think if anyone who has been around to know us for any amount of time, if they've been in our accountability groups from like day one, they're probably scratching their head like, I can't believe you guys didn't figure this out that you should work together (laughs) before now. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure Andrea said her teenage daughter looked at her when she heard about this and was like, well, duh, like, what, <laughs> why that? was that not Why did that take so long? <laughs> so what was the story? I What I remember is that Andrea was going to run her second how she did it event and Brittany and I are like, we'll come be your assistants. Let's just come and we're going to make your day easy and make sure this flows. And like, that felt really great to us. And we want to hang out. We want to be there for it. And when we got done, of course, jumped right on the voice memos to reflect on like, how did the day go? What was great? What felt aligned? And I think the biggest part for me was during the group coaching thing, Brittany and I sat in and all of a sudden we're all three coaching everyone in the room and that just kind of felt magical. And then we were like stemming from there. This was
1: three weeks ago, you guys. (laughs) Three (laughs) weeks ago. And here we have a podcast already started, Room Being Built. Uh, membership launched a few days ago and people already signed up for people it. People are signed up for Like, we're doing this thing. Oh
2: my gosh, goosebumps. Literally full body children. Right
1: the funnest part is that we all looked at each other and we were like, why can't we decide that we can be co workers? All of us have had great co workers in the past in our other jobs, but yeah. we've also had not so great co workers. Yeah. And- no. <laughs> <laughs> People have those? No. <laughs> this is like the healthiest, judgment-free oh. collaboration. And we get to give that to you, you guys. We get to take our love of lifting other women up and giving oh, yeah. you ideas and masterminding and brainstorming and helping you get aligned in your life and your job. We get to do I, that for our work. I mean, your
0: event was on December 29th. Yeah. If we can put that into perspective. Like mm-hmm. December 29th and now we're like here- doing this. Literally Andrea's. January (laughs) 18th. Yeah. And it's January 18th and we're recording this and Andrea's dad has full stud walls built already of this like room. Mm -hmm. The really cool thing is you listened to our stories just now. Between the three of us, there's not really an avenue or a job out there that we haven't tried at least once. Or we can get you in touch with someone that we know that has. (laughs) Guarantee. I'm just so excited and just almost buzzing in my skin, knowing that we're going to help other women be able to do similar things if they want that, leave their nine to five, create a new life, create a life where they get to work with their best friends. I don't know, but it just feels so exciting and thrilling to know that there are going to be more ripples coming from this. Hey, thanks for listening. We'd love for you to give yourself a pat on the back. You get one life and spending time on yourself in any way, including listening to our podcast is a big deal. Keep following those nudges and doing the scary things. And one day you'll be saying, and she did it too. Finally, we'd love it if you could leave a quick review and share this episode with a friend. Talk soon.